Hello. Test it. Test Hello and welcome to Agitate, a periodical podcast of creative, entrepreneur, and other interesting people. My name is Rob and I'll be taking you on this journey. So sit back and enjoy yourself. This is Agitate. Hey everybody, today I'm here with Glenn Norwood in his studio. We're going to be talking about the olden days, film, equipment, and photography business, a little bit of business. Anyways, here we are. Here is Glenn Norwood. Perfect. So Glenn Norwood, park, parking here is ridiculous. But you know, park at the back? Uh, you know, you may car park at the back, you parked before, do you know park at the back? No, no, I parked on the street. <laughs> okay. Where people are parked like sideways, diagonally. <laughs> Good luck. You, you, you managed to get somewhere? Yeah. So what's up with you? Not much. It's been a nice summer. Hanging around the farm a bit. Yeah. It might be a bit loud. There you go. But uh, you, you don't like future then? I love all music. Oh, that's such a that's such a dreamy thing to say. No, you no, you should say. You said to me yes, but fuck, I hate hip hop. Like I'm a, I'm not a ro- me. Rocker till I die. No, I never said that. <laughs> no, I I remember, I remember hearing, well, for me being a white guy from Canada, <laughs> yeah. I remember hearing the Beastie Boys for the first time. I know. I remember the day. I remember exactly where it was, and I was and I, I was blown away, <laughs> blown away. And I became a fan of that sort of genre. Yeah, that more sort of, of, of hip hop. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I wouldn't even call it like a race thing, a white or a black thing well, at it, all. It, it's, well, it broke a lot because they were the first sort of white case. It was. It was the fact I think you know them coming from a punk background. Yeah where it was a lot more discordant. It wasn't But they still had the punk ethos. That was the thing. Exactly. It was, it, but with just like, but what was interesting was that first album was kind of, it was, it was still, even though it was like hip hop beats, it was still punk. It was a punk record. Mm-hmm. Um, but their next album, the Paul's Boutique, which came out two years yeah. later, it was awesome. And it was, it was pure hip hop. And yep. it was just, yeah. they, they reinvented that whole sampling thing. Yep. They just took it to a new level. It was fun. I, uh, yeah, you know, and then you think, Fast forward another, what, 15 years or whatever, and then Eminem shows up and that sort of thing. And Couldn't I, warm to him at all. I, I was, it didn't, didn't wasn't, wasn't no. interested at all. I'd rather go back yeah. to more, to the roots of that, of NWA and Dr. Dre and that stuff. Hey, you're a West Coast boy, though. <laughs> I'm New York, New York, <laughs> hardcore. <laughs> but uh, you know what I mean? Like, ah, well... It is. These old West Coasters, like. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I just. Uh, I would listen to it. You know, Radio 6 has been putting on a lot more hip hop lately. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you listen to the Bowie thing? Ugh. I didn't listen to it. But, which one? The which hip hop bo- one? Oh, on, on Friday night? Mm. Jeez. Was it no good? It was good, but. It wasn't something was missing uh, from that two months. Uh, you know that two months from, from when he passed uh, to when Iggy did something? Mm. He must have done something. 
in mm. between there. He must have made a public, you know, mm. something vocal in the public. Mm. Because you, did you hear his, He they do that, uh, BBC do the, um, uh, it's not the proms, but it's another, it's, it's some big formal thing where they bring a musician in and they, and it's a big gathering, almost like a convention. And Iggy Pop spoke a couple years ago. All right. And okay. Brian Eno spoke last year. Okay. Okay. And when Iggy Pop talked about music two years ago at this BBC thing, he was in tears. Mm. He was emotional. It was mm. all. It was beautiful. It meant something to him, mm. like him talking about this. You listen to the Brian Eno one. Mm. Oh my God! It's <laughs> so boring. <laughs> and it's so like white bread and butter. I know. Just oh my god! So when on Friday night when that boy thing was announced, I was like, oh, this is gonna be fabulous. Mm. And, you know, he's gonna get into it. He's gonna talk about you know. He's Berlin, gonna take a lot of Berlin shit, dude. Berlin and like yeah. you know about being dragged out, of the, <laughs> dragged out of the gutter and yeah. you know slapped around and pushed into a studio. No. Nothing. Yeah, it's no. too too safe or too kind of just. It's uh, almost like the BBC went in and go. Ah, 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 yeah, uh, let's not go there. Let's not go there, Jimmy. <laughs> I know you can just imagine. You can just imagine some of the big wigs. Now, now, Jimmy, we're going to talk about this, but maybe stay away from that or stay yeah. clear of this or stay clear of any druggy stuff or. Have you ever heard uh, Steve Jones? Of the Pistols. Yeah, you know about... he has a radio show in LA. No. That's <laughs> <laughs> <Is it> good. <laughs> I listen, this is how pathetic I am because I can't stand any radio over here except for Radio 6 sometimes. I only listen to talk sport. Well, yeah, there you go. I don't even watch or am into sports. I could probably watch that or listen to that before I listen to like local radio. <laughs> local radio is just bullet to your head. But this is how pathetic I am. I actually listen to the podcasts of his show mm. and they put it up as a podcast online minus the music. Oh, right. Okay. So it's just him talking. Yeah. So you don't, you're not even <laughs> listening to music. You're just listening to some guy talk. Rump. <laughs> and I, it is not censored. Like, there's no curse words, but as far as everything else goes, yeah. it's, oh my God, it's so funny. But that's so what you want, funny. though. That's what you want. There used to be a few late nights. You were like, oh, but the, I can't think of anything anymore now that there's anything. There used to be a radio station mm. in LA called Indy 102. Indy 103, sorry. Mm. And that's all it was. Mm. It was uh, the guy from the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, the lead singer from the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, did the morning show. Mm. Uh, another musician did the midday show. Steve Jones came in at noon to do his noon show. Uh, Henry Rollins had a show on Friday nights. Very good. Uh, uh, Joe Escalante from... Um, the Vandals. Very good. The bass player. He did, he's a lawyer. Mm. He's a legit lawyer. Mm. And he did a legal show <laughs> on Friday <laughs> mornings, like from nine until noon. So you could call in with your legal problems. <laughs> Very good. It was, it was awesome. It was a, it was a, the most amazing radio station I'd ever heard. And it was all like great music, mm. like alternative, but mm. you know, great music. Mm. And then they went bankrupt. Talvin's done it like Yeah. They're still online. There's a sort of an online version to it. Mm. But a lot of the players from there went to this new radio station where Steve Jones is at. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of got that feel a bit, but mm. it's not nearly as loose. Yeah, that's no good. 
How you want to eat with the edge, don't you? <laughs> so what else is going on? Generally? You're busy, busy with yeah, headshots you, and stuff right what? now? You know what? We're always, you know what? I, we're kind of, this is essential trait because um, luckily we're always busy. It's never a complaint that we have. I'm always busy. Like there's, there's not a week goes by. There's at least like a few jobs coming in. So happy days. Um, it's just it's more it's it's but it's quantity rather than quality. If you get my drift. Yeah. You know. So in an ideal world, you'd want less quantity, more quality. But I think that's the same old question with a lot of people, don't you? you just, people just don't really want to pay what they used to pay, or they don't see the value in what you're doing, don't which is, value. which is. A shame, like it's a, yeah. it's a, it's a wee bit. I don't want to get under a round about oh, the photography industry. No, but no. It, it's not. It's just not what it used to be. There's still some good there, and you still get. We still get really good jobs. We've got some really good clients, but it's just not the same industry as it used to be. I don't think anyway. It's just not the same. Maybe, just, maybe, maybe when you get to a certain age, you say that about all the time anyway. Oh, it's not like the good old days. Bitter, <laughs> bitter. You look, you look, you always look at the past with rose tinted glasses. I'm sure everybody's done the same, but yeah. What do you do? <laughs> but as long as you're busy, as long as you're getting work, I don't really care. Do you shoot outside yeah. of, of, of work? Do you per, oh. do personal stuff at all? Yeah, yeah. Though, mind you, I haven't done as much this year simply because we're kind of sort of busy with so many like bits and bobs and some good jobs, some sort of wee footery jobs, but just, you know, what, what would you shoot well, I, for yourself? I always like, I just, fashion's my thing, so that's, and or fashion related. So it's if it's not. So you wouldn't go out and shoot lands. No, or, no, that's my word. Or I, dogs. I would rather stab myself in the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I think I've told you this before. I actually don't like taking photographs. Just photographs. It doesn't it doesn't do anything for me. As just for something to do. Has that changed throughout your career? No, I've always I've never liked the actual. You see, like um, you know, like people are interested in cameras and mm-hmm. photography, gearheads and stuff. Never interests me it's in the slightest. I've always, I think it's because I come from the art college background, maybe. All I've been interested in is making images. Mm-hmm. You know, and I like fashion because fashion allows you to create like cool images and yada, yada, yada. So it's all about the image. So it kind of doesn't really matter how you get there. So by creating an image, whether you do that with a, with a camera, whether you do it with a paint, it doesn't really matter. But yeah. with me, it just happens to be that's too late to use the camera. But so it's all about we, the image. What do you, you know what, what do you end up doing when you go on vacation? I don't even bring camera with me, <laughs> and I never even take stuff on my phone. Never take a picture. So uh, no matter where I go, I've never, so I've been all over the place, and I've got about two pictures. So you have a really high social media. Uh... I'm really poor. No, I don't. I actually, it's a funny thing because, um, you know, I throw pictures up on Instagram on a daily basis and on Facebook, but it's all work. Work. I never, I never put any personal. I actually don't like. I, I like. I, I do very much like to keep my personal life personal and my. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I think it's just. So there's no cat photos on your Instagram. No, no. There is. There is a few on Facebook. If you troll through Facebook enough, there's the there's the all, but not for ages. I don't think there's a cat photograph being uprated, but not Instagram. That's all. That's all work. <laughs> Good for you. I I can't do that. I'm I'm sort of the opposite way. You you like but you like taking pictures. You could you're in love with photography. That's a nice way to be. I'm I am and I'm not. You know I like. There's so much around me to take pictures of mm. that sometimes I get really overwhelmed, mm. you know, with all the dogs but and that's, the landscapes. But you know, I think that's... A, but here's the thing. I often get envious because there's people I know and anybody I'll know, like, for example, there's, there's a very well-known guy. He died very well, sadly a couple of years ago called Jim Moreland. It's a guy that, Oh, yeah, yeah, I know yeah. Jim. Yeah. Um, 
and I mean, he sort of, back in the day, taught me a wee bit about black and white printing and so forth. But anyway, long story short, I kind of used to love talking to him because no matter where he'd be, he'd be out for a coffee or he'd eat in a drive, and he'd see things, or he'd see light, and he'd see this, and he'd go, oh, that was it. I'm going like, fuck, I just, like, I just don't see it. Like, I just don't get it, like, what, what he's seeing. And I, 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 I mean, there's a lot of people that see like that, and I always find that really fascinating that people can just... Oh, I'd love to have a camera or I should take a picture of this or I should take a picture. Jerry Coe's another guy. He's always out with his phone doing stuff. Have you have you ever been interested in street photography? No. I'd rather uh, kill myself. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> no. I, I, have I, you ever been interested in street photography as a spectator? Have you ever like no, looking at street photography? No. Compositions no, and, and light and stuff no, like that? No? No. It doesn't interest me at all. Same as landscapes. I mean, landscape. I mean, I appreciate the skill level involved because there's, there's a couple of landscape photographers I know very well. And when they talk about their process, you're amazed because you're going, you don't, you don't realize how much goes into, how much prep and how much work actually goes into creating a brilliant landscape photograph. Mm-hmm. And and you, when you look at the picture, you, you can see the beauty, and you can you, you understand the skill level. But it's still leave you cold, like it's like yeah, it's a tree. It's could a, you imagine yourself sitting on the side of the yes, I could, and I would take a picture for hours. <laughs> no, I would just that would be my nightmare. From Waiting hell. for the clouds to yeah. part. Yeah, I mean, there's one guy I know, and he'll you know he'll go out and pitch a tent up and sleep at night just to get oh, up yeah. at like five in the morning just to catch that. Ten Magic. minute where the the lights just right and and then comp it for for he'd spend all day to get ten minutes worth of photography and See, then I'm, comp another day. I'm envious day. of that too. Yeah, just to have that sort of time, that dedication. To yeah, ta- like I just don't have an overnight camping trip in me, <laughs> or or even the fact that you know to go up to Giant's Causeway to sit there for sunset in the summer and not even at get a picture at night and but. <laughs> You know, oh God, I got to drive up there. That's an hour and 15 minutes. Mm. Uh, I'm going to sit there. I should bracket for about an hour before and an hour after yeah, sunset. And that means be I'll nice. be home by about 1230. Be nice I can't do that. I yeah. can't do that. <laughs> that would be my thought process too. I'd be going like, oh my God. That'll be... But I suppose other people think about it. Well, I'm actually, this section of it is the work. And then the other time is probably your free time or your relaxing time or your thinking time. Or your... And everybody should have that time for the just give to themselves it's a good you know it's good to have that time but <laughs> I think I'd rather do my, other things <laughs> that's that's my time in the car yeah. driving from A to B I'd rather be listening to music or reading a book or <laughs> read a book I haven't read a book I bought a magazine two years ago to try <laughs> yeah, to force you're still myself. already halfway through <laughs> I, I, I've made it into like the 10th page you know I only ever I only ever had time to read when I was on a plane. Mm, yeah. So I would always end up going to the gift shop, the magazine shop, to buy Wired or something, mm. you know, or Fast Company, just yeah. something, some real light reading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, something you can just zip through. Yeah. And even then, you could, I could only make it to the tarmac. <laughs> and by the time the plane was, like, taxiing to take off, I was already, like, flicking through all the TV channels looking for some movie to watch. Because it just... I just don't find, I don't find enough benefit coming from, from reading for myself. Like, there's not enough reward. No, I, 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 you're right in saying, when I say read a book, that's, that's probably misinformation because I don't think I've actually read a book for years. I read magazines and stuff Something like that. Something short, you can take yeah, it in yeah, yeah. and go. Yeah, I've bought, I've actually, I actually, I actually made a concerted effort to read more this year and I bought a couple of books and I'll <laughs> 
I don't think I can pass it. Are they still in the Amazon box? <laughs> no, the mirror in the Amazon box. I think they might be still in the shrink wrap right now. <laughs> I buy, I buy, I tell you what I do buy an obscene amount of, you know, photo coffee table type books. Oh, that's books. great. Uh, I, I spend obscene amount of money and that. It's not even healthy. But yeah. You got some good ones? I'm just, yeah, I just bought two yesterday and just told me they're arriving. So you What'd you get? Uh, what did I get? Uh, a book from uh, a, a hardcore cover. Of, there's a magazine called Sean, which is a German book. Sean. S C H O N N. Okay. Okay. So it's a German fashion magazine. So they have produced a hardback book, which is really good. Um, Stephen Klein does a lot of work for them. Uh-huh. And the other one is W Magazine. They have produced a hardback book, and so Stephen Klein does a lot of their work. Wow. Too. Uh, and what else did I buy? Um, bought recently. Can't remember. Bought recently a photographer that I wasn't. I actually, I did know about him, um, but I hadn't come, I'd sort of forgotten all about him. Um, I can't remember his name off the top of my head now. 70s photographer. I love 70s photography. That's my favourite fashion era. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember his name. But there was him and there was Duffy and there was somebody else. And but this guy's work is fantastic and his book's amazing. I'll, if I remember his name, I'll, I'll yeah. Um, but yeah, I love, I love that sort of type of thing. I bought a book. Uh... Bought a book and I, and I was waiting for it to be published. I was on the waiting list, the Amazon waiting list, and it finally came. And I still haven't broken the spine. Oh, I know. <laughs> I so can be. Dan I can be Winters, like that. Dan Winters, the art of, the art of seeing. Oh. I think it is. So you buy, do you like do you like photography books of any genre? Yeah. 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 So it's not I specific. Mean, it, I does definitely does like. What do I? I have that old Jean Loup CF. Oh dear book yeah. big hardcover book I've, I've lost a lot of books in my moves mm. but Frustrating. yeah uh, another favorite is Floria Sigismondi mm. do you know her no she's the one that sort of gave Marilyn Manson and David Bowie their looks oh, right. at okay. the late 80s early oh, 90s okay you know, so she's responsible for her fucking voice career off <laughs> well for some for sort of like that 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 almost David or uh, what's it Tim Burton sort mm. of feeling. Mm. Very good. Uh, yeah, she's. We pretty check cool. that out. She's, she's pretty cool. Yeah. She she directed the Runaways. Yeah, okay. You know the movie uh-huh. about the band. Yeah. Very um, good. Crudson, Chick Gregory Crudson. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a, a smaller book of his, but yeah. And of course, Andy Leibovitz and a couple other people. Mm-hmm. But again, you know, it's uh, we have such a small place. It's they more than likely stay in the bookcase. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same with me. They're just they run out of room. But I kind of, but I buy an awful lot of I'm very fashion magazine. I love going across the London and just see because there's so much. You know, the magazines you can't get here. It's, uh, you can spend a fortune. Oh yeah. There's a few really good bookshops and just there's magazines from all over Europe. And there's unbelievable stuff in it. But you go away and you could you know you could spend you could spend a couple of hundred pounds just in magazines you know and no bother. But um, yeah, the house is coming down. And then I, because you because you've invested because they're beautiful magazines. It's, it's, sometimes even the magazines are better than the you know there's big magazines are yeah. better than books. Sometimes they're just five. So you know what you never you you keep them there yeah, to keep absolutely. Like, and some of those magazines are dear you know they're like ten and fifteen quid you know a magazine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've got a real problem. <laughs> I think I, I need love, to see help. I love going to agencies that have libraries. Ah, you know, that's when, interesting. When a nice ad agency has yeah. all their books, all, yeah. all of their collection, magazines, mm-hmm. 
and you know you're waiting for a meeting or something and you're like <laughs> sorting through the library and like god i hope he doesn't show up for a while yeah like looking through all these crazy books like really rare yeah. like old 50s and 60s advertising books yeah but th that's that's you see one of the reasons i like like those books and i say especially stuff from like especially things like the 70s because you get you get a better, I think you get a better source of information or inspiration, as you say. Sometimes you do, I mean, then that's great because things are there at your fingertips. You don't have to hunt for anything. You just type in a search and it comes up. A lot of, time, a lot of times it comes up, you, you, to get really good stuff or different stuff, you really have to dig deep sometimes. You know, mm -hmm. if you, you do a search for something, it's just the obvious stuff that comes up that everybody sees. Yeah. Um, uh, and then you find a lot of people just doing the same thing same thing time over time so you know that's why I like referencing older books it's stuff that's not always that everybody else can get access do you, to do you find though especially in fashion like that people are trying to push themselves so hard that they're making things so complicated yep. and almost illegible for the viewer to actually yeah, it's, find the meaning in it yeah it's it's one of the pros and cons about fashion photography I mean one of the reasons I love fashion photography is because for that very reason you can go nuts you know you, you can't push the boundaries you can kind of do things you can't really do in any other type of photography or get away with um, so in that sense yeah it's good but then you're right you come to that point where you're constantly having to do something different or you're constantly having to push it to the point where it starts going too far or mm. too illegible or too just it, it stops being cool and different and starts getting a bit silly and stupid yeah it's like a fine name that's why you're look is that one of the reasons why you're looking back at the 70s when yeah. it was a lot more simple and it was all about composition yeah a, a one light two lights yeah, yeah. There, there, there wasn't always there wasn't always the, the, you're right in as much as there wasn't always like crazy lighting setups but what it wasn't always like simple when you look at some of the pictures. I mean, some of those. I, I look at some pictures and you marvel at how they're done on film because they're they're on they're, film, yeah. Because they're interesting. <laughs> there's a lot. I mean, there's pictures that you look at and you see like. I still look at them now. I don't know how that guy did that mm -hmm. without Photoshop because how did how did how did that even how could he even start to do that? So yeah, so I, I really am amazed. Some, I know a lot, and then there's a lot of stuff. Obviously, is very sort of airbrushed and stuff, and like, but 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 still, like, I mean, the 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 the, the, tech, the technique in some of those pictures are just outstanding. And shooting eight by ten. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Or four it, by five, like large formats, so yeah. they're not really, you know, looking through any sort of lens. They're yeah. just sort of like talking to their subject, working yeah. their subject through, and then. It, uh, this feels right. I'll take yeah. the picture now. <laughs> Click, and that's it. Yeah. You know, they're not bursting five no. frames or six no. frames, and yeah. I got it in there. I got, <laughs> I got something in there. But there's a great magazine called Zoom Magazine. Mm -hmm. I think it's a French magazine, but they started probably in the early 70s. Yeah. So if you get a look at their, I think they still might publish now, but it's real crap now. But anyway. There's always the saturated covers. Yeah, but they, I've got all of that, well, not all of them, but I've got uh, probably about nearly all of them from about 72 or 3 right the way through to the early 80s. And those books are just outstanding. And they're not, it's not all, it's a photography magazine, but there's heavy basis on yeah. fashion, but they do, there's bits and pieces, everything, there's lots of real cool still life stuff. Yeah. Um, but the work in those are just amazing. Like, you know, you look at, you look at Lindbergh them. Lindbergh and Do you know what? I actually looked through, do you know what I did? I actually looked through, because I've looked at them for years, on the sense you're just looking at pictures, as you do. But not so long ago, I actually had a look through to see, because I'm a bit more knowledgeable now, to see if who, who was who. And half the names I never heard of. 
Yeah. You know, so I don't even know where these people are, where they come from. There doesn't seem to be much record of them on the internet or something. So uh, it's, I don't know. I don't know what half of them. But came and gone. Yeah, some of the really, really good stuff. I mean, there's there's people like um, there's a guy called maybe called Henry Picant or something. He shot a lot of magazine stuff. His stuff. He's more well known. But there's a lot of stuff that he's just I've never heard of it, half the people before or since. But there's stuff just outstanding. It'd be great to have an archive of all that. I know it would. It would. I. Uh, I was looking. I was looking at a magazine, trying to find an image last week, and I was going into their archive, and their archive began in 2002. The magazine had been around forever, but their archive started in 2002. Shame. Oh, it was Harper's. Mm. Harper's Harper's Bazaar. You couldn't find anything previous to, like, 2002. Crazy. I know. Get an intern on that. Well, yeah, like start scanning some photos or scanning some pages and. I know. Talking about scan, but I think one of one, one of my first jobs was like um, that was that was my first job being stuck in the dark room, and I remember going in. So you had to do this, and you had to do this. And the guy goes right. You see over there, and there's this big shelf full of negatives, like. He contacts you and all them and I'm fuck right. Is that over here or over there? Yeah, it's over here. So like for about fucking like for about two months all I did all day was fucking archive these negatives on making contact I was ready to go mental. Holy shit. I know. <laughs> oh, and that, and that's why that's why when people say to me, Do you ever miss film? No. <laughs> Cause I just remember that. <laughs> There's always the, the romanticism of film. Yeah, but people who say that are people who had to do that stick for two months in a dark room when it's in the light of day. Oh, I remember printing, like, <laughs> I remember going into the dark room for a day, coming out at the end of the day with two prints. Oh, yeah, well, you that's know? the norm. And, and, you know, showing them to the client or the photographer mm-hmm. I might have been printing for and going, can you just get that? A little you just bit burn not deeper, a, bit. a little bit deeper. <laughs> and you're going, are you kidding? Nine hours later, this is what you come to? <laughs> that that corner needs burnt down a wee bit. And you see that I highlight? I'm going to just tone that down a wee bit. And is it a bit red? <laughs> There's a wee now, slight magenta cast in that, do you not think? No. <laughs> and now it would take you three or four minutes. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Do you, you, you're still on Lightroom, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you ever try Capture One? Yeah, I, back in the day, like we're talking about back in the day. And you know what? It was, you know what it is? It's one of those scenarios where um, you looked at it back then and it was a wee bit, it still is not the most user-friendly, I think, but it was a wee bit complicated and a bit crappy, so I didn't really stick with it. Then Lightroom came along and you kind of get on that. Um, but I actually delved into, I've got the whatever the latest version, or maybe the late version before of Capture One. Yeah. And I really like it. I mean, I like the way it, what it does to skin tones and stuff, but I'm just not as familiar with it as Lightroom. I can just work quicker and more efficiently. Sometimes, it just, sometimes what you really need to do is just take a day or two or three days, whatever it is, and just... Sit get on used it. to it yeah. um, unfortunately I have not that time but it's a better better kit for skin tones and yeah. stuff I think so yeah, yeah. Um, but it's just you, you, know, if, you know when you're familiar with stuff and then you've got a, a routine yeah. and then when you have to break it it slows you right down and that's a poor excuse I know but and all those <laughs> different icons and new shortcuts I, st- I, st- I still find Capture One the interface messy yeah 
Oh yeah. He ever the, the, the one good thing about Lightroom, I know it's got his good points and bad points, but whoever designed that interface was a genius because it's so easy to work your way around. Top left. Yeah, you just work top, your way down. Left to right. Yeah. Top to bottom. Yeah, it's simple. It's it's so well. It's such a well designed interface and piece of kit. So yeah. if they could put some of the. The, the, the behind the scene algorithms that they've got in Capture One but into that interface. Yeah. Do you ever them. do you ever create your own camera profiles? I you know what I sort of dabbled in that. Um, I have but no is this, this is is the short answer of You thought about it. I've, I've footered and fiddled and think. I don't know if it's really ever really made it been much of a benefit. I'm being completely honest, and I suppose it depends how. Again, I suppose it depends how true or accurate you want to get the thing. But I haven't found it overly helpful for what I'm doing anyway. Because at the end of the day, you end up putting a lot into those images, a lot of extra. Yeah. Like that's beyond the lighting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, yes and no. Yes and you know, well, as far as color work goes. Yeah. Well, I mean, you'll yes and twist, no. twist and turn and pull yeah. a lot of color. Yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> yes and it depends what you're doing. We pretty much try. I try to get as much. Somebody was saying that to me the other day about manipulation and stuff, and I said, and I showed him a raw file, and he was amazed at you know how much it actually hasn't changed. Yeah. Because what I spend a lot of time is. Is skin retouching skin. and and um, fine details rather than anything. Does that make sense? Yeah. So so so, so you know a lot of the stuff. A lot of the when you see an image of mine, that image is pretty much captured as is. And then what we're doing, the time spent in the, uh, uh, basically my time spent skin touching and dodging burning. Yeah. Do you That's do it. frequency separation on your skin? Yeah, yeah. Is that what you? Yeah. Well, yes, especially if it's sort of close it up. But you know, if it's something far away, you don't really get. It doesn't really work as well. Yeah, the textures. Uh, yeah, um, but yeah, close up beauty work. Yeah, yeah. But so your workflow would be you tether. To it depends. It in depends. studio, it depends. I actually don't like tethering a lot of the times simply because simply for the simply because um, I don't like that. Feel a wee bit restricted, but a lot of times you need to do it. Too you need to do it because sometimes if you're working with a client, they like to see the pictures coming up. Um, um, uh, so yes, fifty percent of the time you will do. It. What I tend, to, what I like to actually, which I actually just like to shoot a load of stuff. Or I'll, you know, you get your first few pictures and you'll check and make sure everything's okay, and then just like to shoot a load of stuff for maybe like ten minutes. Mm-hmm. And then have a good look at through everything in the camera. I hate that process. If you take have a shot, look in the camera. No, no, I'll have on the computer. Okay. Yeah. But I hate, I hate that, pro- and this is sometimes when I hate when a clients are, because you're, re- you, you, what, fashion's a wee bit, it's, it depends if you're doing commercial. Say, for example, we're doing a commercial thing in here, and they want somebody standing there shooting a the garment. Well, at the end of the day, the client knows what they want, so you kind of have to take a picture, see if it's right. If it's right, you take another picture, and so forth. It's more of a fashion-y editorial thing, and there's a bit of impact and movement and stuff. If you're taking a picture and then somebody's analyzing it and then you take another picture, you, that shoot just goes to pot because you lose any rhythm or mm-hmm. atmosphere or mood or any uh, interaction with the model. That just goes out the window straight away. And especially if things are popping up on the screen and people are having weed, it, it, you just lose it completely. So I find the way I, the way I work and the way I, I interact with models, a lot of time that's just a kiss of death shooting like that. And so that's why I'd rather shoot a burst. 
yeah. bring it up, analyze it, have a good look, check that everything's right, then everything's then good. Find a new and then direction I might know, I might know, shit, right, you know what, <clears throat> that's about half stop too bright, or that needs to move around, right, right, let's do that, right, like, bang, 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 another 20 frames, let's have it, you know, rather than, I, I just hate that click. Uh, yeah, click, yeah, drives me nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I shoot, uh, I shoot sometimes to a, just an iPad. Mm. Well, that's, yeah, yeah, because that's still giving you enough. Just so you notice, like yourself, sometimes you see. And there's it. a good lag in an iPad yeah. in the Wi Fi, so yeah. you could probably, you know, <laughs> yeah. hand one to the client and they would be about 30 seconds behind you all the time. Yeah. And you could beat them to the punch. You get the shot that you want. By yeah. the time it transfers over, they go, oh, yes. <laughs> we were doing a her thing. We, do, we, we shoot it for a wee bit of her stuff. Now, it's, it is a different beast because ultimately, you know, it has to be right. There's no point, you know, and you don't know yourself as a photographer. You're just, you know, because, yeah. you know, there might be bits that you think look great. And, you know, so you do rely on, you know, you have to get that feedback from the, the, but I find that process sometimes really, really tough because you literally are taking a picture and there's like, there could be a five or six minutes analyzing this picture before you take another picture and you're just <laughs> turning your hair out. Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, but, but, but what, at the end of the day, the client's getting what they want. You know, they're getting a cracking picture of exactly what they want, but all that time, you know you're losing your subjects. They're just standing there, yep. and you, you know you're losing them because you can see it. You know you can see. Fuck, I'm not gonna go. And now, then, is that a pro model or is that? But it, do, it doesn't matter if it's a pro model or not. You know, you know if somebody just standing there and you click. You know, there's only so many times they can switch it on and off. You know, they're human being at the end of the day. You know, you, you kind of you, and it doesn't matter whether it's the most experienced model of the world or somebody who's new. If you're shooting a person. You're shooting a person at the end of the day, you need to have that to get the best pictures. Sure. Whether it's a her picture, whether it's a a, a, a company CEO, you know, it do, doesn't matter who it is. If it's a person, what makes a good portrait is this connection, not what you do with lights and stuff like. So if you lose that, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't matter what you know. You could have the most. It's one of the things. I mean, it, 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 talking about portraiture for a minute. You know, a lot of times, you know, you know, you maybe do. I'm sure you do some things. You might see people from camera clubs and doing stuff, and people make doobie talks or this sort of type of thing. And you see people's work sometimes, and you go, like, "That's fucking really good." You know, <laughs> but the one thing that you sometimes notice is lacking is there's a portrait. It could be technically great. You know, you could, and they say, "What's wrong with this picture?" And you go, "Like, fuck me, or what could it do quite right?" You know, it doesn't quite kind of look like the way yours does, and what. And the one that you can say you can't say anything to them because you say like. The lighting's great, you know. The, the post production's great, you know. There's nothing wrong with it. But what's kind of lacking? Why? Why it doesn't maybe resonate as much is because there's nothing. There's no soul in the. There's nothing there. There's no connection, mm-hmm. and you, you can't. That's not a technical thing, or it's not a post production thing. That's uh, for two people in a room doing it. And there's a lot of people don't kind of get that. Mm-hmm. I think anyway. Sure, absolutely. But <laughs> but a good model. Yes, a good model. can make up for a lot of Yeah, that. yeah. At the end of the day, if when you're... When they work- pour it on. Yeah, yeah. But at the end of the day, that's where a model comes in. So say, for example, you've got, you've got, you've been hired for half a day and you've got four hours to shoot X amount of coats. Well, you need somebody who can switch it on and off that you don't need to warm up. But they can bring it if you give them good direction and so forth. But at the end of the day, it depends what time, if they're only modeling coach or something, that's, but, but you still lose that little bit of something if you're, if you can't make that connection, mm-hmm. you know, we've shot, you know, we shot, you know, very, very experienced models too. And you always get a great image, 
But if you've got that time to still get that rapport and get that thing, you get an even better image. Sure. That, that's, sure. that's the difference, I think. How's the dog? How's the cat? How's the husband? How are your kids? <laughs> just, just, Good? Where'd like, you go on vacation this year? Yeah, just, yeah, yeah, just yeah, yeah. talking to people. That's what, that's, sure. that's what it's Oh, absolutely. Yeah, just chatting. Yeah. That's that's where having an assistant and a stylist yeah. and a hairstylist yeah. to like, yeah. you know, weed out all the extraneous stuff so that yeah. you can focus on the model and yeah. get and I, that rapport going. I started off just doing, uh, I started off more sort of commercially side, but then went into just shooting just an ordinary high street photographer, did a lot of family stuff, you know, um, for a few years. Um it's not really what I like to do, but one of the brilliant things about that and what's where I am now, which really helps, you learn about people. You learn about people from all walks of life, prints and paupers, and you learn to communicate with them. Mm. And what you soon realize when you're doing that sort of photography is this all becomes nothing, really. This becomes less... You mean, you know, when you're doing that sort of portrait, it's usually just a softbox and a fill. You know, there's not, it's not like rocket science. So, you know, this sort of becomes null and void. It's about... Yep. the communication so what you realise when you're taking portraiture it's less about this and more about psychology it's learning how to you know if somebody comes in they're quiet or shy how to build them up if somebody comes in they're all like this it's calm them down it's, it's, it's raising your voice or lowering your voice it's, it's how you know it, it's oh, all yeah. psychology it's not and people don't people it's sort of people just don't get that it's frustrating it's frustrating it's frustrating sometimes when clients you know expect this and that and you go well you know they just don't understand <laughs> I had I had clients in the studio a couple months ago for a two day shoot, and it was all, it was either extras and I mm-hmm. models, mm-hmm. so real people, you know, because there's no real, yeah, you know, experience to them, or they were real people from their office, mm-hmm. and getting them to play it up in yeah. front of the camera, and what I end up doing is I end up yelling and screaming <laughs> and jumping up and down and acting like a like a hundred percent jackass yes. and, and clown and you end up really feeling like an entertainer yeah. like a comedian like you're doing your best to yeah. break them down yeah that's it and to make them smile and you end that's up going exactly. come on yell and what yell what do you mean yeah. yell I mean yell like this <laughs> okay, on the count of three, you do that for me. One, two, three. <laughs> no, 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 yell like this, yeah. Come on, yell like this, yeah. And you're back and forth. And before you know it, they go, oh my God, this guy's crazy, but I'm having so much fun. That, that, that's it, exactly. Yep. And it's, it's one of those, it's, one of, it's, it's what a lot of people don't get. It's, it's an interesting thing. Sonny said to me the other day, and we were doing something in here, and I go like, oh man, like you're you must be like so confident you come in here and the way you talk to people and the way you do this and yeah and that's it was so great and that I'm actually really quiet I'm actually really boring I'm quiet going home sit home I'm playing a role this is that's my job do you mean my job is to get you so I'm acting I'm putting I'm doing this This is not me this I'm I'm a professional photographer portrait photographer so my job is to a either make you feel relaxed, make you smile, and make you get an emotion, whatever it happens mm-hmm. to be. That's my yep. job. So I do whatever it takes to get that. And once this session's over or this thing's over, I go back and quiet and sit down. I actually have I'm not so bad now because I'm a wee bit you know get more experience. But it used to be I used to get didn't matter what I was doing, whether I was doing taking a picture of a kid, taking a picture of a bottle, taking a picture of whatever it was. I used to get you know quite nervous, and I would have to sit down on my own for like ten minutes and literally psych myself up to go in and sort of 
like as if you're an actor going on stage, you have mm-hmm. to get into performance. So then I'd get myself in the zone. So then people come in, then I'd be able to, I'd be a different person. And that's what you, that's what you got yeah. to do. But it's amazing the mountain people just don't, they're too busy about the camera or the this or that. They don't, they don't yeah. get that at all. Tweaking that light an extra centimeter to yeah. the left just to like, you know, oh, I just yeah. need to get that shadow. We'll look at. No. <laughs> talk to the model. Talk yeah. to your subject. Let the assistant do that. Just yeah. like, you know, focus in on the one job that yeah. you really, that's your one job. Yeah. Yeah. Get so. the most from what's in front of you. Yeah. The extraneous <laughs> stuff, you, yeah, you it needs to be done. To do it, it, it needs to be done, but not to the detriment of yeah. this. Not you know? to be tweaking a light for 10 minutes while your mom no. is on, <laughs> on set sweating away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. No, 100%, man. <laughs> so you t- sometimes you tether, sometimes you don't. Uh, but I so actually, you, I, 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 I do because you kind of, you have to, but yeah. I, I actually, prefer, I don't like it. So then at the end of the shoot, you download all the images to mm-hmm. your computer. Mm-hmm. You bring them into Lightroom. Do you work on them in Lightroom well, first? Well, if you're talking about a workflow, first thing to do is make three copies of everything. Three copies of a so of say, a raw, so, of so say, NAF? Yeah. So say, for example, I take, say I was taking your picture today. So I'd be in the studio and I'd have a file named Rob Durson and the date. So everything's got the same syntax. So it's a name, mm-hmm. a date and maybe uh, whatever it happens to be, whether it's headshots or whatever. Okay, mm-hmm. so there's a context to everything. So the first thing to do is, so say, for example, um, yeah, so it's downloaded, they're all externals. So downloaded external one, two, and three, so just three copies straight off the bat for the anything else. And then there's one, usually me and one that I'm working on, so that's exported then into Lightroom. So it's not direct, it's exported directly from the card or anything. So there's always three copies, I mean, just as a force habit, no matter what. Do you do any cloud backups? No. no, no. Do I have looked into that? And it's probably something I'm gonna to have to do, but I don't at the minute because it's working out fairly expensive. Really? I think. Well, yeah. If you're back, well, it's different if you're backing up. Maybe. Well, for me, what the best thing to do would be to do something like there's no point backing up five hundred raw files. Um. So the probably the best bet is then to back up. You know, say when you narrow it down to your twenty pictures or whatever you've got, backing up those. I guess. Hmm. Hmm. I mine cost me five dollars a month for unlimited. Unlimited. Really? Who you sat with? Backblaze. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. I've had them. Um, I've had them. Five dollars. Five dollars U.S. American dollars. Right. Okay. <laughs> to do that. I've had them for two years. Uh-huh. I have. How, how does that even work? I have you 11, must have like terabytes upon yeah, terabytes of stuff. I have stuff. 11 terabytes yeah. on their servers. I have 13 terabytes in total. Yeah. I have two terabytes that still need to be uploaded, but I've been with them for two years. Uh-huh. So it does, let's say, half a terabyte, mm-hmm. you know, in so many months. Mm-hmm. I don't have my hard drives on all the time, so it only... Oh, so it's, it just sort of does it automatically when you're... It does it all, all right, automatically. Okay, okay, okay. You know, yeah. sometimes I'll switch them on at night. Sometimes I'll switch them on mm-hmm. while I'm working. If it's cold in the house, mm-hmm. I'll switch on all the hard drives. <laughs> <laughs> That's and good. What do you call him again? Backblaze. I'll check him out. Because, I mean, what I do use is... Well, I use Dropbox, obviously, for sharing with clients. But it's, it can work out there enough if you go into the professional mode. Or, yeah. And well, the, they have two two different setups. Yeah. They have a storage for Backblaze, yeah. and then they also have a like a, a working 
thing like Dropbox. All right, so you, you can, can share it. Well, that's good. Or you can work. Because the other thing I do have is I actually do have unlimited storage. I tell a lie, but I haven't really, I don't really use it. I've got stuff on it, but I actually don't use it as much as I should do. Um, I'm part of the, the Guild of Photographers, there's an association, and part of their thing is you get free yeah, free storage. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so which is useful. But, I don't but you have to do it manually? <laughs> yeah. 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 That, that's the great thing about Backblaze. It's, yeah. it's all automated. Yeah. You know, you just click off what hard drives you want, mm. you know, backed up. Mm. So let's say, you know, you make three copies. So you just always back up and copy number one. one. Yeah. That might have a couple extra working files in there, some TIFFs and something else. Mm. Yeah, I I had my my iTunes, my music go down two months ago, three months ago. <laughs> this is heartbreaking. <laughs> That's, it was whatever, like two terabytes, right? Mm. I thought, oh, two terabytes. So I got to get it back from Backblaze. So I started doing, trying to do files mm. and it was just going to take months mm. and months and months to download it from the yeah. cloud. So what they offer is for $189, they send over a hard drive. All right, okay. From California. Uh-huh. So you take that hard drive, you download it back to your new unit, your mm-hmm. new drive. And when you're done with that hard drive, you can either keep it for the $189 mm-hmm. or you can send it back for a full refund. <sighs> you don't know how to make money. <laughs> so, you know, but I, well, the one down part is, is because of the way they you term, term, like use the terminology mm-hmm. when it comes into the country, mm-hmm. they don't say it's a, a backup or a replacement or a return. So you get hit with... Or you get your the the, the, the duty charges. Or well, you mean? get hit with VAT. Mm. I didn't get hit with duty. FedEx charged me twelve dollars, twelve pounds for an advancement fee, which is a bullshit fee that they mm. they give to anybody who doesn't have a FedEx account. Mm. So I get that reimbursed because I have a FedEx account. But then they hit me with the VAT, but I get my VAT back too. But my whole argument was they would they shouldn't have. Mm. hit me with that anyways because I'm returning that hard drive mm-hmm. so I returned the hard drive I got my $189 back and I got all my music back sounds too good to be true it, you know <laughs> I, 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 I have it works so well yeah. and every once in a while you know it, it has a little icon in your taskbar every once in a while I just go up there to make sure huh, I'm, if I'm on the computer yeah. that it's running that yeah. it's doing something yeah and I log into the to their website, and you can check on their website an overview of your account, and you mm-hmm. can see all your hard drives, and you can click on the little info button on each hard drive to see, make sure yeah. that they're all backed up at any one time. And it'll it makes sense. Makes sense. I that's my maybe I'm just sort of cynical, but it's the way to go. Like, but I'm just sort of cynical sometimes. You always wonder sometimes, like, what are these? Well, I don't, I'd always keep my own backups anyway, regardless. You always yeah. wonder these companies go out of, what happens if they go bust, if they go thing overnight, and you ah, and that's my only copy, I guess. Ugh. Well, I mean, <laughs> if that's your only copy, then. <laughs> yeah. So that's the main, I don't always have, but that's, yeah. one of, that's one of the reasons why I've, yeah, I've dabbled with the cloud, but I'm not like, because I've always keep my copies anyway, because I know they're there. <laughs> I can do, with the speed it works at, actually, is I'll do a full day shoot, let's say anywhere from 400, 600 images up to 1,000 images. Mm-hmm. And I might do some real rough global corrections in, yeah. in Lightroom. By the time I get up the next morning, it's backed up to the cloud. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Yeah, something I'll get into. But, uh, I mean, outside of that, I use RAIDs. And I'm toying with the idea 
that media is so cheap now mm-hmm. that I just use fresh media for every big shoot. And yeah. I just keep that media stored as a client's media. It's probably not the worst idea. I mean, like... 20 pounds, 30 pounds for a compact flash card, mm. you know, for a 32 know, compact you know, flash you, card. You know, when you think about it like that, yeah. Um, yeah, because dry, drives are a pain. I mean, the, the reason why I keep so many backups is because drives fail. Yeah. I mean, I have one fail. I have at least one fail every year. Yeah. You know, just because do you use a RAID or what do you no, use? No, we just do externals. External hard drive. That's why you've got three backups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know, but I don't care. Like I mean, one went the other. We I lost one about two weeks ago. You just don't care. You just throw it in the bin because you got you know you got the bad another one. Then you just back it, yeah. back it back up. Yeah, I know it's not. It's a bit sort of like, it's a bit medieval way of doing things. Like, but it's just it works for you. Uh, if, it, if it works it, into your workflow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just I, I just can't, I, I like seeing stuff there in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know where it is then <laughs> it's here where's all that stuff so do you where end, it is there so obviously you'd end up taking one home with you there, 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 there yeah there's one there's ones that always goes there, off site yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. so you're yeah, safe yeah. yeah 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 in case the house burns down yeah the studio burns down or post burn down <laughs> so you bring it so you bring those NEFs into Lightroom, do you convert them to DNGs or do you leave do you know them what? as NEFs? I, you know what? I kind of... Uh, I used to do... When I first got... When I first started using Lightroom, I did that because you're kind of reading about these DNG things. The last couple of years, I haven't because I, I don't honestly... Apart from that, I suppose it makes the file size a bit smaller, but I don't actually see much difference to be honest. I don't really see much benefit to be completely honest. I know you've got the whole archival thing and stuff. But the storage space? Storage space. Sidecar but, file? Stupid X X file <laughs> yes, hanging around all the time. That's true. But do you know what? I do I just bring them in as Nikon files. Um do what I need to do with them. Yeah. Not, and that's pretty much it. Um So you do color correcting? Do you well, do any sort of uh, specific corrections with the adjustment it depends, brushes? It depends. It's, it depends on it. Not I've, I tend not to well, it's a different thing. The vast majority of our stuff's still done in the studio, so you know it's pretty much good to go. Yeah. Um, you know, you're really tweaking. I mean, all. I mean, say for example, I'm shooting a fashion shooting here. You know, um, you know, you're not really. You know, you're, there's nothing wrong with exposure or that there. You and and because I'm doing retouching, I actually kind of keep them slightly flat because I don't want them too contrasty. Because you make them too contrasty, it makes yeah. the retouching harder. You can add the contrast afterwards. So really, all I'm really interested in is making sure there's details in the whites and the blacks. And what I might do is I push the the use saturation luminance like that in Lightroom because. Again, it comes down to the retouching thing. Sometimes you can get that, you can even up skin tones, especially if the makeup's a wee bit sort of funny, you know, by just moving the saturation in the orange and red tones, you can mm-hmm. kind of even it out a wee bit better. And you're doing that in Lightroom? Yeah, Lightroom. No, no, Lightroom. Yeah. Lightroom. Um, so, really, my sort, of, my sort of whole basis is because unless you've done something horrible here, you know, everything's right, the exposure's right, and so forth. So, really, all you're doing is I, I usually push some I usually move the shadow side up just so there's details in the the blacks and maybe take the the, the highlights down so there's detail mm-hmm. there uh, and that's really all I have to do if I've got my thing right and then I say it's just messing about with the use saturation luminance don't add sharpener or anything again because if you're retouching yeah. you're defeating the purpose like yeah. you're sharpening it to then soften it to sharpen it again <laughs> yeah. so, 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 so. so then you bring it into Lightroom you do your 
skin retouching, yeah. whatever. But again, else I say, pe- 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 again, it's the only thing I do, I try to make sure, because sometimes when people see the way I work, they kind of go, because it might come up, the raw file might look really good. And then what I'll do is actually sort of flatten some taking contrast out and people can't understand it, can't get that sometimes. You're going like, because that looks not as Who good. Clients can't handle it? Or, you, know, you know, if I'm doing like a demo or something, not so oh. much clients, but if I'm doing a wee sort of workflow thing, people don't always understand because it, it nearly looks worse. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm trying to explain to them, you know, I need to work on the skin. If I make this really contrast here, really kind of sharp and punchy, and then I'm going into Photoshop and doing frequency separation, doing that, you're pushing it even further to the point where it starts deteriorating. Yeah. Whereas if I keep it quite flat, Everything I do in Photoshop after that, you're, you know, I'm adding contrast anyway, and it's easier then to gradually build up the contrast rather than making it really contrasting and trying to take it away and add it. And so, but that's, a, that's, that's specifically for beauty retouching. You just need to be very careful that you've got the optimum thing to go with. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but it's different, you know, beauty retouching, beauty photography is different than, say, even fashion editorial or any sort of, you know, more commercial work where you're maybe, you know, different thing. Yep. Oh, definitely different thing and I say if we're doing outside it all depends it depends how you <laughs> depends how good your pictures to start off with but that's the only time it maybe weather's like yeah that, that's a whole different kettle of fish because you you typically might have burnt out highlights that you need to take down or you might have detail loss in the skies and stuff and mm-hmm. that's where you might have to use adjustment brushes and stuff just depends but I don't I don't I don't I don't like doing an awful lot of work in Lightroom yeah, I kind of just like getting it to the point where it's right, and then because say we I spend try to like get a lot of it right in camera, like, and then photoshops the fine details. But yeah, that's better, really. It's pretty easy, like it's not. There's not. There's there's no real. But that's I mean. There's no real. The like, last time you shot film. Oh fuck, ninety. <laughs> <laughs> Something seriously nineties. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Ninety something. <laughs> I shot film for a client two years ago. Like two years ago was last time. Uh, still nice. Oh it's no, it is. No, no, it's lovely. I mean, it, it's 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 shooting film's not a problem. I'd I'd love to. It's just more the process afterwards that mm. I can't be bothered with. It's just too much hard work. Do you own a scanner? No, not at the minute. I don't have any sort of any sort of that sort of side of things anymore yeah so that that would that that's the only thing that would annoy me so if i shot film now basically send my hands after that mm-hmm. which i don't like sending to some lab in england yeah and whereas i see one of the problems is because i mean i suppose i can understand people liking film now that maybe have never shot film before because i should film it's kind of cool to get these things back and you know it's great and all that rings dandy i can understand i can understand the process yeah. because the actual you know the actual taking of the picture especially if you're a nice medium format camera i think it's fab like it's fantastic but when you're used to shooting it developing it yourself doing it if you're used to doing all that all of a sudden if that's taken out of your hands it's like wow no don't like that sort of carry on you said it loses it loses that novelty of taking it in film when you can't you have no control do you think these people are shooting going back to shoot film because it's almost easier than shooting digital that they don't, don't need know. to do the retouching. I They've got that nice flat day and they might be doing, you know, a portrait in a nice subdued light. I, I don't know. I don't know. I've talked to a few people about this and I, I do think I do think there's people who genuinely really love it and improves their photography. There's 
uh, you know, hats off to him. You know, fair play to him. I think, I think, and, and, I, and I love to see people like that. I love it seeing how they, you know exploring something different and really enthusiastic. Yeah, and, and really getting in, in, in involved with the craft of the the thing because that's been lost to a lot of stuff with digital. <laughs> but then you get a lot of people, and you can't even get it because this whole hipster thing and that those sort of people annoy me too. And it's like, what the fuck? So we, and yeah, I shot this in film. Yeah, and you know, so fuck. That <laughs> that gets in my tits. Those sort of people, to be honest. I saw, I saw the, one of the most ridiculous Kickstarter or Indiegogo projects yeah. a couple months ago. It was for the like all-in-one camera. Okay. The all-in-one camera, and it you can put any lens on it. Okay. Any mount. You can put any back on it to shoot any format. Mm. And it basically had like this little um, uh, group of like a dozen f- photographers, amateurs and professionals who were all endorsing it on the fact that I like to shoot with the Canon, you know, mm-hmm. 85 1.2. Well, I like to shoot with, you know, this Russian lens and I like to do it on medium format. And they're all with, they all have beards. <laughs> yeah. They all have fedoras and male or female, they all have ponytails. It was the funniest, like the most ridiculous video. And I'm sure it comes from Portland yeah. or somewhere. And oh, I just couldn't believe it. And somebody, who's I talking to? It might have been Chris Barr last week or something. I was talking to him about this and he had seen it as well. And it just, it's the most, re- yeah. Come on. It has, at the end of the day, you can have whatever camera you want. Yeah, it doesn't but, matter. But to actually create a, another camera that's yeah. going to do it, everything, quote everything for you. I know, I know. I I hear all oh. that. I hear all that sort of thing. You know what? You know, I'm a great one believe. You know what? At the end, of, you see the way I look at it. You see, at the end of the day, all that matters is. I was going to say that 10 by 8 or 2016. <laughs> Those days have gone. But all that matters is that image at the end of the day. Yeah. If that image does what it's supposed to do, or if it meets the client's brief, yeah. or it keeps a customer happy, yeah. or it, it, it creates a, an emotive quality from a portrait, for example, that's all that matters. Yeah. Everything else is kind of secondary. How you get there? Yeah. So if somebody gets great joy and pleasure out of working with some weird and wonderful lens or something, but they produce that image that the client or the customer Perfect. like, yep. you know. So that's why I never get. I but never don't get, overcomplicate your life. Yeah, but like, that's that's why I never get like when people say I do this and I do that and, and, and what do you? It doesn't matter because that's what matters. But that's why I kind of hit people get a bit snippy about you know well, I use film and they do and you're like fuck get over yourself you know just that's you're kind of if you're kind of getting so wrapped up you're missing the point of what you're actually what it's all about. Mm-hmm. That that's all. It's important. That I'm gonna get back to it. That ten by eight. It almost comes back to that well overused Ansel Adams quote that yeah. the only good camera is the camera in front of you. Or yeah. The only camera you need is yeah. the camera in front of you. Yeah. Like, that, uh, that's that's all. Uh, all now you need the tools to do a job. You know. So so say for example, you might have a a big commercial job and you're not gonna do it in a wee crappy camera you know you're going to need the right tools but you know as long as you've got whatever it does to get that image it mm-hmm. doesn't matter but that's the way I look at it anyway <laughs> absolutely and that's why I never get I never get to it's one of those things I've never I've never been into cameras that's why when we get back to when we, one of the first questions we were talking about I've never been into cameras 
Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As long as they do what I... So, for example, the only reason I shoot Nick on is because when I work in the studio, the shop with me is, and that's what they used, and they had a 35mm kit that was Nick on. So I went digital. That's well, what you used. You're, you're thought of, you, because it's Nikon, well, no Nikon, plus you could still use your manual lenses, like, so like, fuck, why would I buy anything else other than a Nikon? It doesn't make any sense. So yeah. you just buy a Nikon. Yep. Uh, and even now, like, you know, people say, what about this one? And what about this one? I should, I should a, a, a D a 10, right? When that's done, I'm just going to buy whatever the next camera is at that entry point, at whatever it happens to be called then. I'm not going to say, well, will I get a D one of these or will I get one of these or whatever? I couldn't give, I'm not even going to care. I'm just going to go, no. this it, camera's broken. Give me a new one, whatever it happens to be. <laughs> the re- whatever the replacement whatever, is. Yeah. yeah. Whatever yeah. And at the end of the day, you know, there's no camera manufacturers out there in business right now who don't build a reliable product. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And the if they didn't build a reliable product, they wouldn't yeah. be in business. Yeah. So whether it's Canon, Nikon, Pentax, uh, whoever else is out there, don't they're matter. all good cameras, as long as you're comfortable operating yeah. it. Don't matter, don't matter. I, I'm kind of more, I'm more you, you know me, I'm kind of more, well, not so much light. I couldn't care really much about those as long as I do the job. For me, it's all about, it's what I do with it. Mm-hmm. So that's what I've probably spent most of my time sort of making gizmos or getting, that's what I'm kind of trying to always try to get sort of different things with. Spend most of my time sort of sourcing different things. As a new thing, something's happening. How do you use it? So it's basically like a, you know, like a nice light when you the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just kind of care. It's all wraps down. So what is that? It's Who just, is that? I don't know. It's somebody called... It's a, it's a Ukrainian person. And what light. are you supposed to put in it? It's a bead light. Or another sort of light. <laughs> uh-huh. so, I'm just so it looks like a, 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 nice a lightsaber light. yeah, with a hole light. in the bottom. Yeah. And you just put a speed light in it. Yeah. So it'll be a gradated light source from that. the bottom to no the top. Idea. No idea. Never even. How many, only got it the other day, so I don't even But I kind of like flitter about with things like that. Yeah. Nice getting. little strip light. Yeah, just to get, just to see if you can get different stuff. I love messing about with stuff like these. The things, you think you've got optics in them. Oh yeah, yeah. Because definitely you can projection. get, you can get sort of loads of different wee things. And then what I like doing with these is. Is like, that a Bowen's gobo? No, Bowen's, Bowen's one But the ones, the ones dented and wrecked. Yeah. <laughs> and seen better days. Oh, I just got this one. Where, where did you get that one from? This one is from a company called PixPro. Is it? Or did oh it yeah. But anyway. It's actually really good. It looks pretty decent. It's actually really good. Um, and it good, just uses standard gobos in it? Yeah. Like the but what gobos. I tend to do is, yeah, standard gobos. Um, but what I tend to do is, I use semi, you see what I use? Semi like foil, make your own. I make my own. Yeah. Because the things that come with it are always a bit crap. Oh, yeah. So you get all this and shit. Like, you know, like hearts. The leaves. And yeah. But I do, I, I make my own, like even if it's wee triangles, just using semi foil, like that. Yeah. And we sort of things, or even because I love the I love the way that light, and that's what I love messing about with. Even like, um, so it kind of like even you see like that there, like even like punching a hole in that and things like that. Yeah, like it's a kind of get loose, that scattered light chorus, yeah. over the face. Looks fab, and people see it and go, oh, "How did you do that? I haven't." Like, and he's, he's stuck a bit of study for it. It's like it's not rocket science either, but people just can't really work out. What you're, and that to me, that's kind of I kind of love doing stuff like that because 
things that people go like, how did he do that or how did they do that? And I kind of, I just really like doing different stuff rather than just sticking up with something. Not there's nothing wrong with it. No. But sometimes, you know, just, especially in fashion photography, you know, you stick up with, you know, you want something that looks different or, so that's why I love messing about with, with just different stuff and trying to create, just really always trying to create different types of light. Whether it's hard light or soft light, even soft light, I'm always trying to sort of manipulate it. And whether it's using flags like that or just doing whatever I can do. Yeah. Good fun. That looks pretty quality. Yeah, it's good. They actually do. You know what they do? You know what they made? I haven't got with me, but I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. You know? They give me the sapphire. Like they're stupid money. Those things. They made like a basically a copy of this, which costs about two hundred quid. Yeah. Uh, Look different to that sample, which costs about 800 quid. How much? Yeah, 750 is it? 800? But plus, when you buy, when you buy the, see, this one comes with the, this the bracket so I can reverse it round so I can shoot back into it like a beauty dish. Yeah. You know I mean? So I can put the light, see this arm here? Yeah. So I can actually put, that light's just far out. That's what I can actually put the light inside it. So it's far back at the plate. So there's a plate that goes yeah. in the back. So it's a wee bit dear, like just keep this off box. But these lights are just, Unbelievable, but there's a stupid money I Well, I have here. I have the regular Pro Photo ones, mm. but they don't do the reverse uh, feature. You know, you can't yeah. bounce into them. Yeah, but um, but Jesus, they're not seven or eight hundred pounds, man. That's yeah. just that must be the mount and the yeah. Because when you buy up mounts, like expand a bit hundred fifty quid just on its own, you know, if you make the thing on. Plus they end up to get the other things. But yeah, good night, so. Oh yeah, yeah. I love my little little. Yeah, but they're a, they're a nightmare to try to push up and down. I'm actually, whenever I go out in location, I just tend to use the waistcoat. Um, these. Is that a pixie fruit thing with the waistcoat? Whatever these are. All of the powers. So oh, yeah. yeah. A load of those. It just happens to be a round one. Bouncing umbrella sort of deal. Yeah. Yeah. But I like those because then the softbox doesn't fall any big red in that. So nice and deep umbrella. Yeah, so you know I like that reflective because there's nothing worse if you're shooting outside and you're um, just firing light at it. Well, it depends on sort of look you're going for, but if you're looking for something, so I like that that other thing. When I'm outside, um, see when I'm in, funny enough in the studio, I like messing with hard light, but when I'm outside, I actually like shooting so it looks like natural light. Yeah. Does that make sense? Whether it's a, an overcast day or a sunny day, or what well, I just try to I try to look like it doesn't look like there's been any lights thrown in. Oh, okay. Yeah, you, yeah. You, so, yeah. so you don't you can't tell it's been lit. So uh, that's what I try to do. I'm not particularly good at it. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> I'm learning. <laughs> I do, I told you that before. I fucking hate. Well, I actually like working outside, but I'm I, I get wild nervous because I don't think I'm very good at it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> when you're so when you work in a studio all the time it's like like fuck what are they doing <laughs> it's sunny no it's rainy no it's sunny there you go again. shoot more creatives outside then I, I have been I've been quite a lot I've talked to you about this you're supposed to do a shoot with me when we said we'd do a shoot together did we? yeah your mind's going like man alive <laughs> what, what were we gonna do? just some sort of just a fun thing outdoors Remember I showed you pictures of your guy Christian Schuler, and I said I want to do pictures like that. Sure. 
<laughs> you remember? No, I don't. You're fucking going mad. Chris, who's Christian Schuler? Christian Schuler is a German guy. Photographer. Yeah. Come on, yeah. get with a program, Rob. I know, I know, I know. I'm trying to remember. Get with a programmer, man. Christian. Christian Schuler. Schuler. S C H U L L E R. I shot these outside. These are the last ones we did a couple of weeks ago at this sort of cold yard. Cool. But I was struggling a wee bit with my light. I didn't think there isn't enough light in these background bits. You know what I mean? If you look at that. So when you do stuff like this, do you, do you ever shoot empty plates without uh, the models? No way. Yeah, I should actually do that so I can sort of fill bits in. But you're not on tripod either. You're running around, aren't you? Well, if I need, if I, if I need to do it, I'll do it. But I like to run around, but if I need to do that... But you see, that's this is like a coal yard. But yeah. again, there's enough light. There's enough light here. Well, that written that's 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 your opinion, right? Yeah. I mean, I like that vignetting. I like mm. that sort of falling off. Do you? Yeah, but it's okay when you're doing a close up because you can just get that one light. Great. There's only two lights there. That's great. Do you know what I mean? There's yeah. like, well, there's three lights because there's a light in the background with the magenta gel. Then there's a. Light on either side, a, beauty dish or a harder light on her face, and then there's just a blue fill, like a brolly with a blue gel, just to give a wash. There's three lights, but that's I'd say. But I still didn't. And then you can see the flare. That's there's a really bit of flare back, but kind of like that flare back. It's great. But I can't. I, I like the flare back so. Oh, no, I like that flare back so much that I. And then we did. This is the Christian Shooter pictures with the paper background outside. Cool. Which I kind of like, but again, the lighting's not very good in these is but it's, frontal it, it's too yeah it's too flat it's root one like bang you know um, but what do you do this is where you kind of this is where if you had a good assistant or a good sonny but, but you know you've got you, sometimes you're working and your channel shit is like in between starting to rain looks great but you know where's, what I mean? where, where'd you shoot this this is a big cool yard in Derry it's great. But this, yeah, but it is, but it's route one. Like, you can see the, the light in her face. It's just like, bang. Too hard. Look at those shadows. I don't like that at all. Not, you know, I'd like it more graduated. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, it goes from there to there. Do you think You're so? too hard on yourself, man. But come on. As a portrait photographer, that's not right. You should know as, this. As... <laughs> If it's a portrait, yeah. yes, but not for what you're going for. When you're going for something like that with fashion, like, I know, but I always like, like that. We either like it totally crisp or gradiated. I hate when it's kind of in between. Yeah, <laughs> that looks that looks great. But that's my foray into outdoor stuff. But I like to do some more. And you're shooting battery out there. Hmm? You're shooting with the battery operated units. Yeah. Um, well, funnily enough. Um, I actually, well, I tell a lie, I did bring those bones with the battery pack, you know, the bones oh, battery the big, pack. Oh, the big battery pack, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I ended, didn't end up using it because it was really crappy day. It was really, it was one of those days where it was mizzling and then it would dry up for a wee minute, but it was too wet and I didn't want to bring those heads out because we were worried about them getting wet. So I ended up just using, um, uh, you know, the... Speed lights? No, not speed lights. What do you call those other things? LEDs? No, fuck no. <laughs> I'd rather kill myself and sort of stab myself in the balls and use LEDs. Uh, you, what do you call those things? You see, I totally don't know anything about photography. You know those things? The burr bulb things? Q flash? No. I quantum. You know, they're like. Q flashes? Well, you call them quantums. Yeah. Yeah. You know the thing I mean? Yeah. It's a big. Yeah, it's like big, but it's unit. bald. 
Yeah. Or it's got well, a bare it's bare light, but yeah. it comes with a wee battery pack. Yeah. yeah Q can, flash, yeah. Q yeah. flash, yeah. So those there's so they're a wee bit more powerful. Not as powerful as those, but they're more powerful than speed light. So two of those, right? But I because I needed a third light, I did have a wee couple of speed lights. I had two or three with me, but I ended up using one. Just as that, easy, and are you easy doing this all by yourself with no assistant? Yeah, well, that that one there, I did happen to have. There, there was a guy that did help me, just carry stuff about. But yeah, pretty much. That's Dude, what. That's a lot of work. I know. That's what I keep telling you. <laughs> Gotta get yourself an assistant. I know. I know. Well, I usually do. To be fair, I usually do. Um, I usually have a couple of people like it, but for that, for one reason, that day, um, I kind of yeah. I had to you get... went up to Derry for it. Yeah. Wow. It's mm. a lot of work. <laughs> for yourself that's great yeah put that awesome. effort into it and I know you see dedication there you go dedication I gotta think about that someday yeah should I ask you to help me yeah sure <laughs> Jesus I'm usually just sitting out at the farm <laughs> but I do pictures of dogs <laughs> but I do struggle I do struggle a wee bit outside with light and stuff now I think it's more that it's more that fact that as we sort of alluded there. You see, when we're in the studio, I know I can get it. Yeah. It's comes down to the anal you side have the of things. Time. You have the you time. Can, and you can get it right. Yeah. And you know you can get it right. And if there's a shadow not right, you know it. And you, more, the more important thing is you can work quickly because you know what to do. Mm-hmm. So if I know a shadow's not right, I, that's fine. Very quickly, I can just change it. Raz outside, you're going like, what the fuck do I do now? This is not right. Do I need to fit this light up? Do I need to do that? Yeah. It's all, I know it's all like, but it's. And you're also dealing with factors like the weather. Yeah, yeah. I find it very frustrating. See, I, I don't, I'm never afforded that sort of time mm. to fine tune things. Yeah. I need to be able to get like 90% of the way there mm. in three to five minutes. Yeah, yeah. And if, I, if, if I'm not there by that time, I, I have to go with it anyways, yeah. whatever we've got. Because yeah. the, most of the time my subjects haven't even, haven't even been told that they need to stand still for 10 minutes. They don't have... <laughs> 10 minutes to spare <laughs> and I have to coerce them get my assistant to get everything set up coerce them into like agreeing to 5 mm-hmm. or 10 minutes and then just shooting with whatever we got look at the back of the camera or look at the iPod real, iPad really quickly and go okay maybe bring that light around a little bit more to the mm-hmm. side if we get a chance can we put, throw some fill in the bottom and then just run with it and then whatever if there's something that screams mm-hmm. out at me then I'll attempt it in post but but yeah it's well there's always there's always scenarios like that but yeah it's tough that I, I that's but that's those sort of scenarios I struggle in that's mm. why I, I can't I can't be having wedding photography at all because I just find it so stressful I have a great admiration for wedding photography I think they're amazing some of that, how someone can produce such good because I just go into panic mode I go, fuck what do we do now <laughs> that looks great so was that a, was that was, is that comp then? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like oh, that would be a hell of an organization job. That, that'd be your worst nightmare right there. Trying <laughs> yeah. to do that one shot. But were they taken? Were they taken in situ? Or were they taken in a studio and comped into the background? Half of them were taken out in fields, mm. lit in fields. Yeah. With a white background behind them. Yeah. They were all shot on location. The only one that wasn't shot on location was the, the baker. baker. Yeah. Everything else. She was in the studio. Everything else is out on a location. Mm. Whether it's outside at a location with horrible ambient fill fighting mm. you, mm. or you're in a barn, mm. you know. Mm. But it was crazy, <laughs> absolutely crazy. And he's the only guy that I didn't get to light. 
the cow is, All right. is, is lit with ambient light. <laughs> it looks good, though. It looks good, though. And that we, you know, the wee sort of light coming here and you've got the highlight coming from all the same, so that, that works well. You know, so it looks, you know, the nice thing about you know, the good, you know, what, 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 what's so good about that is it kind of look, you know, you know, when you sort of have a good look at it, you can see, but when you sort of first look at it, you know, it's believable, which is the whole thing about a comp, yeah. making it look as if it's, it's not just sort of it like cut out. and paste. It luckily all worked out, you know, mm. there's like 14 or 15 different shots. There's probably, I don't know, 40 layers on it. And then I presume that's that background stitched. That's not just a single shot, is it? Is that pieces, the uh, background? Or is that just a single? I, no, it's two frames. Yeah. It's it's our back field, mm. but two frames on the Pentax. Yeah. And then everything else was with the Canon. Looks good, though. Yeah, it worked out. Mm. I'm happy. Mm. Client's happy. Yeah, that's, that's what matters. You know what? That is that is all that matters. I did a thing recently, a copy thing that I wasn't. Well, again, it's getting back to those things. You kind of know yourself. Like oh, that was a wee bit. Not gonna be better. Not gonna be better. But say, client loved it. So happy days. Yeah. <laughs> and and do you ever, do you ever push it after the client approves it for yourself? Uh, yeah. Well, yes and no. If something really bugs me, yeah, I'm not going to like, uh, I'll have to fix that. But see, a lot of time... It, but let's say you've already delivered to the client. Yeah. And, and that, for your own personal... Yeah, only if it's something that, if it's something that, mm, you know what, I'm not 100% happy with that, I'll kind of just let it go. But if it's something really bugs me, it will. But there, there comes a point. Here's, here's another thing that somebody's saying. When I'm doing my work, I'm like full on, 100%. Everything has to be perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But see, once that job's done, it's Let done. It go. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't get precious with pictures. I don't look back and look back at all my pictures. And go, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I loved it. You know, it's, it's done. Next project, next shoot, next whatever. What's past is past. So, do you so, end up? Do you do you manage your own websites? The fuck! Don't talk to me about websites. Websites are a disaster at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> so would you would you take care of all that stuff and upload yes I'm guilty that it hasn't been, I'm guilty that it hasn't been updated in about three years really <laughs> yeah wow I know it's don't, don't talk to me about it so actually was I was meeting with somebody last week but it needs all redone because yeah that's a sore point <laughs> Jeez, I, I I update like yeah every no, no. month or every no, two months. No, yeah, yeah, no. It should be. It's, um, it's that's just that's fallen by the wayside, and the madness of running the business is just crazy. No, yeah. no excuses, like, but it has been bad. Because you have several websites, right? Yeah, but again, that was something. You know what? That was that seemed like a good idea at the time. That we're, I'm gonna streamline a ring right down. This was back in the days, you know, where you know all of a sudden. You know, we, we changed from doing things and then we find ourselves here and then the sort of training thing took off and you didn't want to mix the training with the other things. Mm-hmm. So we kind of made a separate website and then, you know, Jazan was doing her thing. So we didn't want to mix that up with the other things. So then that was a different website. And then there was something else. Then we we stupidly decided to maybe do some weddings. So we didn't want to mix that with the fashion work because it looked a bit crappy. So then we had another website thought and it seemed like a good idea to keep it all, but it, it got messy. It's bad enough, you know what I mean? It's just, so what are you thinking? You're going to throw it Well, you know what? Well, one it's, one of those, it's one of those things that now I think we've come to the realisation that, number one, as much as you need to pay the bills and you need to keep this place running, which isn't cheap, you also... 
if you try to do, if you get your, if you get too much going on, you're never really good at anything, you know. Jack of all Jack, Yeah. So there comes, and I've, I've always sort of known that, but at the same time, you know what it's like, you, you got to pay the mortgage. Um, but I think I've come to that realization that, you know, what's the point in struggling and wasting time and chasing stuff that you, A, you don't like and you mm. enjoy doing it, mm. and B, that that's probably time that you could put into getting more of the work that you do like instead of just you know so i think we've kind of come to that realization where we're going to which we, we which we when we first moved here which we were initially going to do that you know she was going to do her thing and i was going to do the sort of fashion stroke commercial um and that's where we're going back down just that's the way it is and that's, that's so is this your only studio space here yeah so she shoots out of here as mm-hmm. well so she's going to do her thing and you're mm. going to do strictly yeah but that's thing that's the way we all that's the way we work anyway you yeah know? so so would you still pursue like what weddings and graduations no and no no i think that's me we're going to just totally wipe everything out and just well when i say totally we'll probably have to phase it out a wee bit because we've got different clients because you have a, like a market well the graduations is always we're always going to do the graduation because that's only okay. two that's okay. two weeks in a year yeah so that's you know that'll be stupid to yeah because location yeah. And yeah and you don't have to but you don't have to chase that or market it it's there so for two you know first it's in july yeah that time you're not really busy doing much anyway so you know you close this place down for two weeks you just do graduations it's good earner for those two weeks you know yeah. why would you not do it you sure. know, stupid sure but all the other stuff all the other peripheral stuff that we sort of do because we just don't like turning down work it's just got that stage now where you just like concentrate on what we do but just do it really well instead of doing a bit of this and a bit of that, a bit mm-hmm. of that. which is which is what we you know throughout my professional career you know i've done loads probably like yourself and you've done loads of different types of photography and then it's got to the point where you know what this is what I want to do and that's what I did for a couple of years and then all of a sudden fuck we're in this place now and we've got this bill to pay and shit we'll have to do a few weddings to, yeah. to pay help pay them studio time and then oh shit we've got to do this alright we'll we'll do a couple of that because oh shit our, fuck he wants to pay us so much oh fuck well, we'll do that then and then before you know it you're doing you're going back you're back to square one where you're doing like loads of things that you've tried not to do so um, but yeah phase it out good for you well, it's great that you can identify it and yeah. see that, you know, yeah, well, you, you might have, I, I don't want to use the word, like the phrase lost your way, but you know, you probably had a clear vision of what you wanted to exactly. do years ago. Exactly. And like you say, yeah. the phone rings, you can't say no. Wow. Yeah. That's good money. I'll do that. <laughs> you know, geez, if that was good money, then I'll answer the phone again when that person calls yeah. and that, that's exactly what it's like and it's sort of come to the realization now you're sort of chasing a lot of stuff it's actually not that much money when you really think about the amount of time you spend chasing yeah. and doing stuff yeah. and maintenance sticking the, the area that you know and you do have a client base and you and, and just work that more rather than you know it just makes more sense yeah uh, and say it's it's one of those things initially when you kind of do whatever I do you know it's hair, beauty, fashion you think fuck well there's not there's not really that much you can't really make a living on it when you actually think about it and then the sort of you know the subsidiaries of all that there is actually quite a lot of you know if you, it's like yes, anything sir, else yeah. if you look for it it's there do you do you pursue down south or over to no, mainland no. England well I've, all... I have done stuff in England before but probably not as much and it's 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 a hard thing to pursue that's the sort of thing to be honest with you you could do it on your own you need an agent or a manager yeah. kind of, so when it comes to the hair and beauty stuff you're primarily in the north mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. wow yeah. that's great Jeez. I know but I say there's enough. It's if you work it enough, and I say, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like more, like. <laughs> well, I, 
I'm just saying, you know, like if, if I didn't think it was that large of a market. No, it's not. But that's saying if you actually, if you actually think, I mean, put it this way. If, like, and all the subsidiaries there. Yeah, yeah. If you, well, if you think about it this way, okay, so say, say sort of like, just say the hair and makeup thing. Okay. So from that comes um, a lot of stuff like uh, product. So from the hair and makeup photography, the fashion photography, if you like, comes, we shoot a lot of hair and makeup product, makeup product. Wow. So that you know, so that's something that I hadn't thought about a few years ago, but that's opened up when you. I didn't me. even know there was makeup product in Northern Ireland. Yeah, I see. Yeah, there is actually quite a lot. So there's there's that type of thing, a lot of my hair product. So um, it's not my favorite thing to do, but it kind of. But what's good about that is that that opens the doors then to do more hair shoots, more beauty shoots, yeah, and stuff. Sure. So once you kind of get in that thing. It's good because, you know, if you've maybe done a hair shoot or something and then somebody says, you know, oh, well, we need the brushy shot or we need this done and that done, you know, it's sort of all sort of snowballs. We Great. So that's what I'm saying. When you actually, on the surface, you go like, well, there's only so many hairstylists, there's only so many people doing British hairdressing awards, there's only so many makeup schools, there's only so much fashion editorials, there's only so many um, designers want collections shot every year. You know, there's enough to make a living, but is there enough to make a good living and run a studio? No. But then when you start adding all those other things, you soon realize there's, yeah, it's not too bad. But Fun. I know. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Well, that, that, I, I just, you know, it's nice, it's refreshing to see photographers come to that sort of realization of what they need to do mm. as opposed to what, or what, well, what they need to do is as, as opposed to what they want to do or what has been offered to them. Mm -hmm. Like there's, I know there's so many people who just can't say no when the phone rings. I was very tempting. You know, it is tempting. I'm going to say, but, uh, but, but it's it. But then it, you know, it does it. It waters down it, your creativity and, yeah. and your whole drive yeah. to what your end goal was in the first yeah. place. Yeah. Plus what happens is, well, once you start going down that route, you start, you, you sort of, by almost by osmosis, you start doing things cheap and cheaper. And because, you know, you think, oh, somebody will go to you like, we need this, but we've only got a budget of X. And then you go, all right, okay. And then once you start doing that, somebody else goes, well, you've done a job for so-and-so, and you go, oh, I've done it for hand and flat price. So before you know it, you're kind of diluting the whole thing right down. And I've got sort of caught up in that, and you're sort of doing, and then you end up doing... Uh, which isn't, I mean, we've started, we're back up in the right direction now, but for a wee while there, that's one of the reasons why we we got sort of just stupid busy because you were just doing a load of work that probably wasn't paying that much money, mm -hmm. in all honesty. But, you know, it's money coming in. It's paying the mortgage, it's paying this place. So, you know, you, you, you need money coming in, but sometimes you get in realisation, well, you know what, we could get better clients and doing less work. <laughs> but it more. is tempting charge more shoot less <laughs> yeah but it is tempting because I say all of a sudden you know you've got bills to pay and you look at the diary and there's these blank pages and you go like fuck <laughs> do you know what I mean oh yeah it's scary so, some, so you know you gotta do what you gotta do sometimes but yeah you gotta do what you gotta do absolutely <laughs> pay the bills yeah. keep the lights on but again it's one of, it's, it's one of those things about being a professional photographer you like that sometimes you just you mean you know it's good to take that path where you kind of go in the right direction you can you know you can see a vision you know where i'm going to do this and i'm going to do that but there does come a point where you got to pay the bills like you can't, so, you can't so tell me this thing so you've got this new vision 
or you've got this revised vision mm -hmm. of your original vision. Mm -hmm. Do you have a marketing plan? No. Well, when I say marketing plan, not as I mean, we obviously we've got a financial plan, so how, we know how much mm. we can monies we can allocate to to marketing for this, for that, for that. But uh, if you're talking about like a dedicated, real like marketing plan, as in we're gonna do this, and we're gonna do that, not really. <laughs> Very loose. So do you? But there's a reason for that, in as much as only in as much as um, things change very quickly, and I sometimes if you've got a, it's a bit like if you've got a very you know concrete thing, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, and I kind of doesn't work out. It nearly throws you. One of the things I learned about how the economies change everything, you need to be able to adapt, mm -hmm. and if you can't adapt, you're kind of stuck as well. So if you think I'm going to do this, uh, the, the next thing, the last thing is just happening as all this. EU thing, so how is that going to affect things? Nobody knows. It might in fact it at all, but it might. But the thing is, if you think, well, I'm going to go this way, and all of a sudden it shifts, and you can't adapt to that, you're kind of screwed as well. I just, I just <laughs> sent a promo off to, to North America, mm. and the cover of my promo says, hire Rob. He's your guy in Europe. <laughs> and meanwhile, uh, yeah, yeah, all this stuff went down, and oh, it might not be the easiest way to travel among, you know, through Europe if I'm not part of it. <laughs> so that that's probably going to be the basis for my next promo. <laughs> yeah. Revise that. But, but yeah, then, no, I know I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. No, I was just I was getting at, you know, more. Do you do you ever show people your work? Do you ever go to offices and agencies? Well, or again, it's something that it's something I used to do an awful lot more of, and again, it's one of those things. It's kind of, it's getting back at original point where things have formed by the wayside a wee bit because you've just been doing this job and then you've done this job. So, so you know, we do need to focus a wee bit more on the work that we want to do and the mm -hmm. clients that we want to get. So that's something, yeah, that we're. Do you have a pr printed portfolio? I do have a printed portfolio. I've got two printed portfolios, as a matter of fact. 12 by I don't actually have them here. They're at home. Nice 12 by 16. Great. Yeah. I've all, I print. Current? Well, when I say current. <laughs> well, current up to about last year. So none of this year go. works in it. Oh, that's good. So it's not too bad. Um, but I print. I, 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 I actually print everything. So you see those pictures. Um, I haven't got those printed yet, but they will be printed up as not always necessarily portfolio prints, but I always have prints, even if it's only like eight by sixes that I keep just to, because I like to sort of spread things down. Sure, good stuff. look at it all, yeah. So no matter what gets done, it always gets printed. Great. So say, well, not every job, but you know, sort of commercial stuff, not so much, but all the fashion stuff. So you say, for example, we do a fashion sheet and we're delivering six pictures or 12 pictures or 20 pictures for that matter. They'll all get printed out as just wee ones. Now then there might, there might be, just so I can see them, because mm -hmm. I like, I still get that thing where I just like piecing things out and have a look at things. And then, you know, if there's two or three I really like, we'll maybe get them, I'll maybe we'll get them. You do all yeah. your own printing too? Well, those wee ones I wouldn't do, I just send those off because they're more just reference. Mm-hmm. Um, things um, but yeah we've got a printer there we can print up to whatever it is it's 24 inches by whatever so I do 10 yeah it's more, it's more of a cost thing if I'm being honest than a quality because you can get really good stuff done yeah you know for cheap mean? yeah well not that cheap like if you're talking once you get at the big size it's not cheap you know 10 8s 11 14s you know they're pence mm -hmm. you start getting it to 20 24 20 30 Starts getting a bit more pricey, and then you're getting them mounted, and yeah, you know, you're starting to talk about 20, 30 quid. I haven't printed anything except for my portfolio in years, yeah. <laughs> compared to like whatever 
150 or something it costs or two pounds for a sheet of paper and you print it yourself you know what I mean yeah. you have to factor in the ink cost not, but you know bit of a difference yep but yeah. what do you do <laughs> keep on keeping on man keep on keeping on I know I know oh no but yeah that's that's kind of where we are something too exciting like it just mine's great I you got a you got a new vision and well know. sort of Sort of. I think sometimes you do have to take baby steps. You can't just say, right, I'm, well, I suppose you can, but you know, I think. Well, you wean yourself off yeah. it, but yeah. you know what you're going to do, yeah. you know, for the next f- fiscal year. Yeah, yeah. You got to just, you got to just do it bit by bit, bit by bit, bit by bit, you know. Cool. And hopefully, fingers crossed. But the thing is, you just don't know. You know what's around the corner. Yeah, they might pull back <laughs> into the EU. I don't know. <laughs> Think about it. You see all that. I'm not. A, I'm not very politically. Trump person. Hey, can't you just do the world in my damn? Who knows? We're all doomed. Oh man. I always think. You see, when there's like an upheaval. See, one of the good things is, no, no matter how, if there's like, if there's a big shift or a big upheaval in the economy or even political or whatever it happens to be, there's always opportunity when shit like that happens for someone. It might be downside for people, but there's going to be opportunities. Yeah. If you've got an entrepreneurial spirit about you, you could you can actually work shit like that in your favor. But don't you also find that a lot of people pull back, like just totally retract yeah, there's all, from, yeah. the, from the marketplace? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, so. when, the econ- when, when there's that sort of economic slump and about whatever it was, 2008, 2009, it kind of hit us really hard and it was hard to get back into the swing of things. But, as a, but I'm not an entrepreneur. But there was people who thrived. And, and the same as you think there's going to be people who thrive I'm not an entrepreneur you know I'm a photographer you know, they trying to run a business but well you, you are in a way yeah. yeah but I'm not one of those real go-getter entrepreneurial types you know but the, 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 there's those people who, they'll thrive in this whatever happens no matter what happens fair play to them like mm. but that's free market economy isn't it <laughs> I, I'm just happy plugging away and yeah. you know opening up I, I do enjoy breaking into new markets, into new regions. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. I love the fact that, you know, I get a, an email or a phone call from, you know, a, a new marketplace in Germany or something that yeah. I've never, you know, played before. I've mm-hmm. never worked before. And they're like, well, where'd you get my name? Well, you know, how did this happen? And what did you like? What didn't you like? Mm-hmm. What, you know, did you go on my website? And you start quizzing them mm. and you start finding out new stuff about you and how other people are perceiving you. And mm. All right, well, I need to change this. I need to change that. Maybe look at this in a different light. I mean, it's, I've had some great new clients this year and they've definitely opened my eyes on a, on a lot of stuff. Yeah, that's good. A lot of stuff, like a lot of stuff I've looked at that I've been doing and it's just so backwards. Is I've been dragging, not dragging my heels, but I've been spinning my wheels on a yeah. lot of things, a lot Everybody, of projects. Everybody's guilty of that. Like I think there are not too many people aren't. But it's, as you said, it's 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 not that it's happening. It's recognizing it and kind of yeah. It's normal. moving forward. Yeah, taking it and yeah. moving forward. Yeah. God bless. That's what we'll say. <laughs> <laughs> One step at a time. All right, Glenn. <laughs> Onwards and upwards. I think it's time for lunch. I think so too. Well, thank you very much for Woo-hoo! spending some time. Talking here. nonsense. And uh, we'll cut it here. 
Good talk with Glenn Norwood. What a fun guy. Some uh, informative stuff there. Hopefully you, you took all that in. And um, once again, thanks. This is it for this week. Uh, you have a great afternoon, a great evening, and a great morning. And keep on listening. Thanks, y'all. Bye-bye.